Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast. This is episode number 99. Hi guys, I'm your host Candice Kumai, wellness journalist and seven-time best-selling author. My new book, Spirited, will come out in April of 2023. I turned in the final pages last night. I feel great about the work that we're doing And I can sleep well at night knowing that I do my best work with integrity and grace with you at the forefront in mind. And this does not mean that I'm a goody two-shoes and I'm perfect or that I am the holier-than-thou voice. What Wabi Sabi is, and Spirited too, the new upcoming book, is it's a homage to my lineage from Japan to the Buddhist ancestors that I have on one side of my family to my Polish heritage in Eastern Europe or Central Europe, as my father says. It's Central Europe, not Eastern. And also, I want to share my culture in two different worlds colliding, Japanese and Polish-American. Well, that's actually technically three. So there's a lot of intersectionality where we will go in deep and enrich The whole point of this podcast, Wabi Sabi, is to give you a little bit of a warm-up of what you'll expect in my new Audible original. I have never signed an Audible original deal yet, so this is a new foray into the voice, the medium of learning through Audible learning, and enriching your life through an author that didn't get a ton of play on TV, but definitely has some juicy shit to say. And if they didn't want my name on the roster, then I would find a place and put my name on the roster myself. So if you're like me and you're an underdog, you're overlooked, you're talked shit to, people talk behind your back all the time, keep going because you're doing a great fucking job and I'm right here with you. Remember to leave the safe harbor. There will always be haters and on your way to the top, Nobody above you will ever criticize your work, only those below you. Now, I do some fun stuff on the weekend, but I also do a lot of personal enrichment. Whether that's drugs or having a good old wild night, um, I did take a bunch of weed gummies and watch a ton of one of my favorite shows to watch is actually called the roundtables on The Hollywood Reporter. You can find these on YouTube. They're free. They're genius. They're so well executed. And they will bring out a brilliance in enriching your life instead of rotting your brains on another scandalous show on Netflix or Hulu, etc. I do think that media should do a better job of covering real-life artists who are speaking the truth giving free knowledge, and also sharing a lot of their stories. That interconnectedness is really missing when we're watching a show about some rapist or gangster or scam artist. There's no connection to that person. I don't feel empathy for people who do bad things. Now, I'm not perfect, but I would certainly say that watching people like Glenn Close, Regina King, Rachel Weisz, on this episode uh, called the Actress Roundtable Close-Up, this one struck a deep chord with me. I did watch several, some with men only and then some with women only, but the one with the females called me and I said, I want everybody to hear these lines of wisdom. To give you a little bit of context behind The Hollywood Reporter, 
the roundtables that they do focus on about six different actors or actresses. They usually have a genre that they focus on for the day. So men in comedy, women in drama, etc. And this one in particular was an actress roundtable that also included Lady Gaga and the great Nicole Kidman. And so they find recent projects that each of these actors or actresses have been on. And then they have a roundtable with one journalist asking everyone an equal amount of questions. The answers that you will receive when you watch this show, they're off the cuff. They're very honest. And it is so cool to see the dynamic when you see Robert De Niro sitting right next to Adam Sandler or Tom Hanks being across from Jamie Foxx. These are really cool. I think that the actors and actresses that have made it currently are some of the last lines of true artistry that we see in the public eye, meaning that these people still have eloquence, they have grace, they have humility. The way that you would watch Ted Danson on one of these and how he still doesn't think that he's made it in his 70s is crazy awesome to me. I am so amazed and I applaud people that have come before our time. There was another great roundtable with Don Cheadle and he was by Sasha Baron Cohen and Sasha Baron Cohen and Jim Carrey had this like mutual adoration for each other. Watching that made my heart burst. And that doesn't happen that often these days. A lot of what we're looking at now is a distortion of streamers and social media and bad fucking behavior and bad taste. I'm not going to do the things that so many people buy into because I'm not a follower and I never have been. I always forge my own path, especially if it's a harder way. And I feel that I might love the fact that my career is a bit chaotic. So if you're like me and you enjoy seeing off-the-cuff artistry, questions being answered in real time, and authenticity... I think you might like watching this show. I'm going to play a little piece that Glenn Close spoke on that really made my mind open up a little because I said to myself, are we living this? Are we doing the work? Where do our A-list actresses feel when they know they get paid less than men? They know they don't get the same respect as men and yet they keep going so I want you to think today about how you can support each other in your own community to get to where you want to go. Because one thing is for sure, you are never going to get there alone. You will always need a team, a squad, a family member, friends, support system, awesome agents like I have now, managers, PR people, lawyers, you might need an army and an arsenal around you, depending on what field you're in. You'll never be able to make it alone. So you may as well pay it forward and give back to those who have come before you and those who will come after you. What are you doing to serve others? Here is an answer from Glenn Close during a Hollywood Reporter roundtable. And boy, did I think she was extra special and smart. 
That's a tricky question. I, I, I think, mm. first of all, that what we are up to is a craft. And I think in your craft, you should be able to, within a certain reasonable parameter, play anyone. I also think, though, that there are diverse actors and actresses that have not been served. Mm. And I think, so I think it's up to the industry to nurture those actors, nurture the trans actors, the, you know, people who don't get a chance because they're not out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, the best person for the part you play. Oh, yeah. Now, mm. given that, but then that you have, but who's gonna, how can we raise the money? To you tell know, the What story. name will raise the money? You know, it's all so complicated. Yes. Complicated, mm-hmm. but I do think it's so exciting uh, to think of the diversity that's coming up and the huge, overwhelming mm. amount of talent that that's gonna introduce into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just think people have to um, consciously look for people who who are you know beginning you know who mm. who would be right for it and hope that they and it's you know, have the training and it's changing. You know? I mean, People, the yes. industry and the world is in enormous change right now, which is a fantastic thing for it all to be changing. But I do always, and maybe it's just the actor in me. The director has a vision. Mm. Ultimately, it's the director's choice. Film is the director's medium. That's. It's their vision, ultimately. We come in and we serve the story. We serve, but we serve the director. It's that simple. So they're going to cast who they think is right for their film. And it is their film. And so it's like a painter painting. They're going to paint what they want to paint. A director's going to make what he wants or she wants. Now, what's so interesting, and that was Nicole Kidman talking to Glenn Close, um, what was so interesting was that the rally around the table when Glenn was saying, how could we not serve these people and imagine all of the talent that's getting ready to explode that's new and fresh and well-deserving? Like one woman shouted out, like, hope that they have the training and they're ready for it. You and I both know that your time may not come when you are not ripe. If you are not ready and you have a wild amount of success that comes to you, you may throw it all down the drain. It may be God's greatest blessing to not give you all the things that you want, especially financial means of wellness. You may not see that type of success until you're ready because God forbid you get, you know, a $3 million deal early on. And as a young kid, sometimes you just blow all that money. It is important to learn how to invest, how to keep a savings account with a high yield return, how to have investments that can back you up down the line, say during retirement, like a Roth IRA account. It is important to learn about these things. Like I'm not a tech nerd and I'm not a financial nerd, but I certainly love learning more and more about how I can make different revenue streams work for me. And I had this moment inside of my brain like, okay, sure, I was blazed and I'm watching a ton of these this weekend. But the thing is, when you're high, like sometimes you have a completely different outlook on the beauty of the colors and the diversity and the conversation and the words that are being spoken to you. I don't know if you guys understand what I mean. Um, If you don't get blazed, it's all good. Uh, Not a requirement in order to see different perspectives and feel different feelings. But I do think it opens up a 
part of my brain that I don't tap into that often because I don't typically do that over the weekend. There's no time. But I had virtually just turned the pages of my new book in and I thought, well, shit, the last thing I want to do is work. So (laughs) I'm just going to get lit and then have a, a good old PJ party in comfy sheets and watch these different perspectives from these beautiful artists that are connecting with one another with the world and through their work as true artists. Because artists to artists know that when you see somebody who is absolutely passionate and in love and a devotee to their craft, not to the fame, the money or the fortune, those are all side effects of what happened when you do beautiful work, even if nobody cares, as Saul Bass says, and we say all the time on this show, Wabi Sabi. I believe that when you are behind closed doors and you are doing the work, you are learning the skill set, you are gaining the knowledge, you are humbled by your faults and all of your failures. When you use humor to get to the other side, I mean, I couldn't even help but like say all this shit at one of my meetings with my agents this morning. I was like... And they were dying of laughter and it wasn't intentional for me to be that way. But I can't, I can't help it. Sometimes, you know, if you guys have seen my schedule too of what I work on, I haven't been on a serious cooking series since Selena and Chef. Let's just also point out this. Everything else sucks. It was like the last good food show out there. The Stanley Tucci thing is probably great, but you know, people like myself aren't going to be able to go on that show unless you call me. You can call me. But the point being is like, I don't have a place to put all of my creative juices. Now that I finished five years of writing Spirited, I am ready to polish and primp and prep and get you the best version of me by the time that book comes out. But I also want to get you a new medium. So what Glenn Close is saying is all of you should pay attention to the market. People like I have many colleagues that are well-deserving of success, and yet they have nowhere to put it because they're not getting booked on the gigs. How many fucking Paula Deen shows do we really need? Like, how long are these people going to be the people in food? Or or is somebody going to wake up and say, oh, shit, we should probably have a fucking minority on here. Maybe a mixed kid, maybe an Indian girl, maybe even, a, you know, a Muslim guy. Like, how could we integrate more diversity into food? For fuck's sake, there isn't just one way to eat. And as far as diners and drive-ins and dives goes, you're going to have a heart attack by the time you're 50. So watch out. You are the company you keep. And we say that often. I'm not talking shit. I'm just laying it out as usual and speaking the truth when you're nodding your head right now and you know it's true. For some reason, even though I wrote the most successful clean eating book, Clean Green Eats, back in 2015, it didn't even matter because even though the market was crazy about Whole30 and keto and clean eating, the food TV that we watch is the complete opposite. So it's like, okay, guys, wake up. Like, one day, the market share will go to different people, fresher faces, cooler people. And even though I was on the inaugural season of Top Chef, the first season foray of Cook Yourself Thin into the industry, 
and I was the youngest or one of the youngest judges on Iron Chef and the youngest contestant ever on Top Chef, the youngest host that was ever at HSN. This list goes on and on. There's a weird thing with being the first and being the inaugural one. I can see like as a futurist what will happen. And what will happen is unfortunately when our country becomes so sick, we're going to have to start to open up new shows and programming. So what Glenn Close is saying is please pay attention to those who are not white and give that platform to different people. We have seen a lot of the same people. When I was a child, this is so sad, but growing up, this is true. In watching the movie like Serendipity, I knew that that girl could never be me because I thought I was ugly, because I didn't look like every actress or actor that was on TV. I didn't even look like the Barbie dolls that I was playing with. I didn't look like the American Girl doll that I had. And I had nothing in common with anything that was mainstream and popular. Sorry to say this, but Friends is the dumbest show I think I've ever accidentally seen through the corner of my eye when visiting like my parents and my dad's watching it. Unpopular opinion, I really don't care. I'll be honest with you guys. Seinfeld was cool because there was a sense of like knowing that the majority of the cast was Jewish and they had culture to them and they had really funny fucking storylines and Larry David was a large part of that beautiful artistry but for me when something is really vanilla and very boring and dull and safe like didn't they have any minority friends like please don't don't even let's not even visit that I'm just letting you know how I feel I'm sure there are a lot of you that actually agree with me too But there's got to be more color and more flavor and different people that we can see in the forefront, whether they're trans, maybe they are bisexual, maybe they are gay, or maybe they come from a family that was, say, half Buddhist and half Hindu. You know, these, these are types of intersectionality that we do not open up our eyes to. Maybe it takes a couple of weed gummies on the weekend watching the Hollywood Reporter roundtables blow your mind. Try it out. You know, if you're in the state of California or New York, Colorado, Washington State, there's many more now, Oregon, you can go out and get your own weed gummies and have a great weekend. I wouldn't say to do it too often, (laughs) but You know, if you look at someone like Snoop Dogg, he's had a long running career and boy, does he seem happy. He's fun. He's talented. He knows what he's doing. But for all those TikTokers and instant success people out there, you know, do you really have talent? Is your craft really viable off of the app? Do you you make a name for yourself that wasn't on a social app? You know, these are things to ask yourself to question, how am I going to be that person that they book when the time comes? Am I ready for the success when the time is ripe? And I say that because I'm using the fruit analogy. When there is a juicy peach on a tree and it's green and not quite ready yet, you don't want to go there. But when it is plump and ripe and ready to go, juicy. It's time. 
you know when to pick it and you know where you're going. And I'm so proud of you guys if you are working on your craft, if you are doing the artistry, the writing, your nine to five job. Every day, are you doing something wonderful for others? Ask yourself that and make sure to answer that question. Take a deep breath in. And take a deep breath out. For so long, we ask ourselves, how can we work with grace and empathy and compassion for others? And I think when we hear other stories, when we listen, when we open up our eyes and our hearts and minds to more important values, when we stop paying attention to dumb people, when we are over the hump and we want to get off of these toxic cesspools of social apps and start living life again. Will the Renaissance ever come? Will we see a day again when people are known for the beauty of their work that is done off of technology? It is it a loss to humanity to start looking at all these scum bucket men who are just so interested in dollar signs and power and greed and money and market share? Is it really necessary for every big corporation to merge with another so that they take away opportunity from the smaller businesses? Do we contradict what we're saying and doing every single day? And the answer is yes. Wabi-sabi. Things to contemplate on. A lot of life doesn't have to constantly be connected to technology. You can enjoy a moment just daydreaming, taking, you know, a stand-up paddleboard out, going surfing, even if it's flat or huge. You could just sit on your board and enjoy in the lineup. You could also just lay in bed, put on a diffuser, maybe some music, and close your eyes and daydream. Sometimes some of the best work that I have that comes out is after walking or hiking. And I do really believe that we must clear our minds and brains and get all of that toxicity out, out, out. My new book will have different ways for us to cleanse and clear paths while learning traditional Buddhist techniques that worked for my family and through the hardest times that I've had with my own personal depression, anxiety, and uh, a lot of past trauma that we've worked through. Some of you wrote to me that you had noticed that I barely talk about Top Chef. Now, in tying in what Glenn said, if you listen to the other women in the round table, which included Lady Gaga um, and a few others, it was it was noted that every one of us had been sexually harassed or harassed um, almost as a societal norm when you were working working your way up in media, and that is so sad because we've done a really good job of trying to prevent this type of harassment from happening to young women. But what makes this really interesting is I think the conversations are good. 
but we really need to implement action in order to change things. So here's some actionable advice on how you can actually help marginalized voices, particularly women and marginalized women in media. Because I think a lot of you ask, well, what can I do to help? How can I do my part? Teach me something new so I can actually implement it into my life and make a difference. So what Glenn was saying essentially was there is a huge pool of minority female talent out there that has been overlooked for 20, 30, 40 years in some cases. That will all vary. But if you know a a marginalized voice that's been overlooked, I can name a few. I mean, when I was in New York alone, I had a friend named Latham Thomas, and she was a doula and also wrote about uh, women's reproductive health, and I really enjoyed her work. And I felt like she did not get the attention that she deserved. Or my friend Rosie Acosta that you've heard on my podcast, as a Latino female who grew up in LA through the riots, she does not get any play compared to a blonde-haired, blue-eyed yoga girl. And then if you you look at a couple of other women that come out with books, I am a huge fan of making sure that we always have minority females on a balanced level. Like for instance, it's important for us to read a Hindi or Hindu or Muslim or, you know, Middle Eastern, Pakistani, Iranian. I mean, I've even know people from Kashmir, like it's important for us to open up our minds and see, you know, what does your culture like to do? What books do you like to read? Are there people from your culture that are making it? I had recently been part of a Women's Word Daily piece on matcha, and I was surprised that they didn't interview more Japanese Americans, because I feel that we are the front line when it comes to our own culture and heritage. The things that you can do is buy minority female books. So for instance, right now, um, there is a story on Ani Pachin called Sorrow Mountain. And it's a story of a Tibetan warrior nun who was captured by the Chinese for many years, as you know, that Tibet was destroyed. And the beauty of this book called Sorrow Mountain is It was written by uh, Dady Donnelly, but she interviews and spends so much time with Ani Pachin to get her story out so that it makes sense for the Western world. So in this instance, this is a great collaboration where one woman is helping another woman to be seen and heard. What a beautiful and novel thought. Another thing that we can look to is we can constantly try to find the voices that are not seeking attention. So if you look to books that were written quite a long time ago, but still hold value, there is a book called Each Moment is the Universe, and it is by Danin Katagiri and Dainin, excuse me, Katagiri, Zen and the Way of Being Time. This book is so beautiful because it was written by a true Japanese trained Zen teacher who was born in Osaka in 1928. He was 
a counterpart of uh, Shinru Suzuki Roshi. And they were at the San Francisco Zen Center and taught there until they passed away. Now, even though this isn't a man, this is a Japanese monk who seeks, obviously, if he's passed away, rest in peace. He's not seeking attention. So if you get my drift, Ariana Huffington, a Greek goddess in my eyes, check out her book Thrive. It will help you to learn how to fight burnout from a woman who has done it. So as Glenn Close was also saying, there is a huge pool of talent out there that you've never even heard of. And it's time for you to discover some new people, sister. I am so tempted to just start my own website that virtually celebrates overlooked and underrecognized people in media doing brilliant, kind, meaningful, useful, loving things. Wouldn't it be amazing if we stopped paying attention to the same 10 dumbass people who keep writing into TMZ and page six? Fuck you guys, get a fucking life. Can you imagine if you spent all that time instead of chasing clout on tabloids and putting that time towards charity? Think of all the homeless people that need help right now. Think of all the animals in the shelters that could use help. Just a mere donation from those people would be great. But as I'm just digressing right now, I'm probably the voice of millions of people when I say, we get it. And the answer is, we don't have to pay attention to all the noise. We can go inward. We can support minority females better. And we can take this actionable advice to buy better books and learn about new people and celebrate the wins. Like when Selena Gomez comes out with her new documentary, My Mind and Me, we can celebrate it. I'm very excited to announce that we will have Ariana Huffington on. I'm hoping we can put the episode out next week. We have pre-recorded it. It is awesome. I've got her beauty tips. I've got all of her successes. I even ask her, did you ever want to give up at any point? Because this is a man's world, as we all know. I think that the conversations that I've seen between these brilliant women at the round table that I watch, and also just my own conversations with Ariana, her vibe is really what inspires me. Sometimes seeing the je ne sais quoi between two people, whether it's in real life or even just watching Sasha Baron Cohen and how he interacted with other people across the table, it amazes me. You'll notice that a lot of the people that I admire don't want fame. They actually run from it like I do. They just do something really brilliant and have an extraordinary life worth sharing. And that, my friends, is where I want you to be. I want you to be so fucking good at what you do, whether it's painting or creating products, writing, directing, producing. Maybe you're a professional athlete. Maybe you are an artist. Maybe you are just doing you and still figuring it out. I want you to be so good 
at what you do when you figure it out, that people can't take their eyes off of you, as Maya Angelou says. Don't lose the streak of artistry just because our industry is a little bit toxic and sick right now. It may not always be this way. Or you may have to choose to take the high road and watch meaningful projects like documentaries that come from the heart, films that were not funded by anything inappropriate. I mean, sometimes you look at the the paper trail of where the money's coming from, and I, I don't want anything to do with anything political, but I will say you have to look at where the money's coming from. Hopefully you can find the projects and the books and the people that you want to follow that make you feel good. In no way am I ever going to be the keeper. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I do know what feels good right now. And that is learning from the greats, from those who never cared about fame or fortune, beauty, money, power, or greed, because all of those things are wabi-sabi. They are fleeting and they don't exist. When you go to the afterlife, none of those things will matter. What will matter is that people will remember what you did in this lifetime and how you made them feel. So what is it that you can do to uplift someone else? A woman who is a minority and or a man too. Underserved people. I want to hear the stories from the homeless and the hungry and those who have survived unthinkable experiences. I am very much drawn to the underdog because I've been that my entire life. If you don't think so, you could watch Top Chef season one. I'm probably going to ask you not to, but you could see how people treated me. And it was terribly sad. I still have so much pain inside of my heart from how people treated me on set when I was 22 on Top Chef, all through Cook Yourself Thin. I mean, there are some nasty people that I have had to deal with, ratchet people. And I thought to myself, how the fuck do you sleep at night? And the answer was they sleep perfectly fine. So pick and choose your battles, guys. Pick and choose what you want to do with your one beautiful and precious life. Don't let it pass you by. Keep going. And while you're at it, keep positive. I will read you a small little bit from the new book that I've been picked up recently. Each Moment is the Universe by Dainin Katagiri. To know this joy we practice at looking at ourselves with in a calm mind that Zen meditation is called Zazen. Through the practice of tranquility in Zazen, we can catch up with the quick tempo of time. And with a way-seeking mind, we can see deeply into what it is to be human. So if you want to know yourself and society as it really is, and live comfortably in the transient reality of a moment, make your body and mind calm. Settle on yourself as if your body and mind were a huge building rising toward the sky from your round cushion where you're meditating. Open your mind again 
and again to see and really feel what impermanence means. Impermanence is the fleeting practice of wabi-sabi that we talk about so much. You and I both know that life will always be perfectly imperfect. I'm okay with letting you know how I really feel about certain things because this is the only platform I have where I'm able to do so. But I also really want to encourage you to go to shows that support these women of different colors and different backgrounds or men too. I want you to buy tickets to their theater shows, their movies, and watch their documentaries when they come out. I want you to put your money where your mouth is and start buying books from female authors or people that are not seen and heard. I want you to look outside of mainstream media and start finding some underdogs that you really like. Follow their podcast. Go after them. Find out who they are. And maybe they just haven't hit that mark yet. That doesn't mean that their work isn't worth paying attention to. I hope that my grandfather, who was an impressionist artist in Japan, will be the last artist in my family who was not heard or seen. And I only say that with all respect towards any other artist in my family. I hope he is the last one that wasn't heard or seen because the bombs dropped from the U.S. in the military in World War II, and he was not able to fulfill his full dream of being an artist. And in this time and day and age in the U.S., or maybe you're in different parts of the world, where hopefully, God bless, there is no war there. I hope and pray that you find a medium and a place where you can make all of your dreams come true because war is not in your way like my grandfather. I am so grateful that you are here with me and I saw that we were on the charts in France, Brazil, the US, the UK, Canada, and I thank all of you for listening. My hand is on my heart. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. I really loved Glenn's words. They touched me so deeply that I wanted to listen to her interview at least three times so that I could get different perspectives, different thoughts, different feelings in my bones and think, how can I be better? How can I stop talking shit? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to not say that I don't. It's obvious that we all have our feelings deep down inside. Maybe I don't want to tell anybody about it. So I'm just going to tell you on the podcast. Um, It feels fine. I feel comfortable here with you. So I thank you. This is our safe space together. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, please sign up now at CandiceKumai.com and give this lovely podcast a five-star review. I read a few recent ones. They made my heart melt. Thank you. And please don't forget, you can still get 25% off Comvita Manuka Honey at Comvita.com with code Candice25. We officially made it. I can't fucking believe it. We're almost to 100. If it wasn't for you, my hands on my heart, I would have given up years ago. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have a purpose to my life. 
And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't find the deepest gratitude and joy in supporting all of you with my free work. Thank you for being an incredible audience and ear to lend. Truly, am I grateful? Hell fucking yeah, I am. And I'm so fucking glad that we stayed with this together. Maybe it's all the fucks that we gave that made this podcast stay alive for so long. <laughs> Thanks for giving one. And if I, if you want me to stop cursing so much, I can. But I have a feeling that you kind of secretly enjoy it. So here we are. My mom doesn't listen to it, so we can just go crazy. All right. Have a fab one. I'll talk to you guys soon. Keep it juicy. <laughs> oh my God. My new agents are so wonderful. I love Anna and Joe and Daniel. I'm so excited. I get to go to lots of meetings. Just a little side note. It's true that I haven't been on a big cooking show since 2020. So I'm really ready for this next opportunity. I think that we have a show that we wrote that is going to be the one. And so I'm letting you know right now, since we know I've been in the middle for a while, that I think this is it. And I feel ready. I feel prepared. I feel mature. And I feel like I am adulting and it is time. And it might not have been time for the last 17 years. And you and I know when the peach is ripe, we pick it and we get juicy. So let's do it and let's do it together. You can keep supporting my work by following me on my social channels, especially Instagram and comment away. And don't forget to write your five-star review for my books, Kintsugi Wellness, Clean Green Eats, among many others. And I will see you guys next week on episode number 100. We've got a lot to celebrate. I can't believe we made it and I did it all on my own. And that means you can too. Go for the stars, aim high, don't waver. And until then, wabi-sabi. See ya. Here we go, the weed gummies.